three, two, one, clap! <laughs> we clapped at the same time. Oh I'm crossing the cloud. <laughs> well, hi everyone. Welcome hi. to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast. That occasional weekly podcast you might have heard of where three lifelong friends, they correspond about video games from the comfort of each other's homes. And you must know that my name is Holden Pardo, and my partner's over here is... Hua- Chad Michael Innes. Oh, what were you going to say, Koala? No, Juan. That was Juan for a second. Juan? Juan. You know it's not pronounced with a, a an H sound in Spanish, no, it's right? Juan. Whoville. <laughs> Are you... Uh, what's the character's name from The Grinch from Whoville? Like Sally from Whoville or Cindy something Cindy like Lou Who? Cindy Lou Who. God, your childhood sucked, so. didn't it? <laughs> My big childhood movies were Jurassic Park and Liar Liar. Those are my two Cindy big Lou childhood Hoo, movies. Bro. And Matilda. Cindy Lou Who Matil- fucks nowadays. What? She's like a porn star? What are you talking about? She fucks. She Bitch fucks. grew up. Her hot adults. ponytails. All right. Pigtails. Sorry. Ponytails one. Pigtails is two. Are you talking about the character itself? Like in Whoville, she's now like... Yes. She's a big old tramp in Whoville. <laughs> She's like, I got these horrible life experiences from seeing the Grinch when I was a kid. <laughs> it <laughs> scarred me, me up for life. life. It's fucked with her, yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, a mess cut. now. All of which is related to video games. I'm sure there's been a Grinch video game. I mean, there was a really terrible E.T. video game. Oh, there has there to be. There must I'm have been a Grinch video right game. now. I don't think there is, though. What, what Ronald Dahl video game would there have been? Are you kidding me? The The... The Grinch movie with Jim Carrey came out right in the prime of, like, really oh, awful yeah. video game license things. Oh, That's yeah. That's true. Is there? The Grinch on PlayStation. <laughs> I did not 4. expect 4 that. 4.4 out of 5. Released at October 26, 2000. They got a 4.4 out of 5? PlayStation, Dreamcast, Game Boy, and Microsoft Windows. 4.4 out of 5. What is that on, though? What site is that? Or is it just like a user score? And that's got to be a joke. There's no way that a licensed game was reviewed that well and no one heard about it. Oh, man. Aggregate scores. 67 for the Game Boy Color version. 56 for the PlayStation version. 49 for the Dreamcast version. (laughs) Yeah, it has an average Metacritic of 55. Not a good game. No, not a... I mean, honestly, 55's not... It's revoltingly terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's hysterical. Good for you, Grinch. Good for you. I'm sure Jim Carrey Grinch was heavily fucks. involved. Grinch fucks. <laughs> Actually, I believe he specifically doesn't fuck, and that's why he became the Grinch, if you remember the story. Yeah, but then he met Cindy Lou Who, and now they fuck <laughs> all Jesus day and night. Christ. It's a relationship story. <laughs> he was a very old adult, and she was a child. That's very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're not human, so you don't know what that means. Like They that's could true. just, like, at puberty, sprout right up, and she might have been right before, and he might have been right afterwards. Yeah. Children are treated very differently in Whoville. The labor laws are very different. Cindy Lou Who actually had, she had a full-time job as well as school. She did. She, she worked her in a full-time job was fucking because she's a tramp. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get reported at the authorities. There are these two guys talking to video game podcast about children inappropriately. <laughs> oh, hold on. What the fuck did you play this week? Uh, I played a. I got really into Dark Souls this week, like super, super into Dark Souls. I was on playing Destiny, and I saw you were playing Dark Souls three, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I so I'm, I started playing a new game plus a while ago, but I had yeah. this thing where I wanted to go back and play the DLC that I I never played, and I beat the first DLC, and I've gotten to the final boss of the last DLC, okay. and I think the Ring City might be one of my favorite locations in a uh, Dark Souls game. Mm. it's really really cool there's um specifically there's one boss and i know this concept was already done in demon souls and i think in either dark souls one or two but it was the first time i got to experience this moment so it's a big deal for me yeah and since you get to this boss room you walk in and there's this giant really tall dude wearing a long robe and you're like fuck man that's the boss and he starts talking to you telling you got to get out of here like you don't belong you're just like uh, lowly and all this stuff and then he disappears and this life-size, just normal-sized person, like you-sized person, rises up and starts to attack you. And he has a normal health bar, just like all of their enemies. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be super easy. Little did I realize that the real boss was hiding from me. And he was another life-sized person that is actually another player. Oh, yeah. So you get to face against another yeah. player. And I kept losing and losing and losing. And I felt kind of, I felt lame because I finally beat the boss 
when the guy literally just stood there and did nothing. <laughs> and I just got to whack him and whack him. But it was it was a very, very fun, like kind of like cool moment of like, oh shit, I'm fighting a real person right now. Is there anyone still playing that DLC or was it like an AI? No, that was a real person. Every time I faced the boss, it was a noticeably different play style. And they were playing not like a computer would. You know what I mean? You, know, you can like tell... Yeah, they'll like stop in the middle of the battle to check their inventory and yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. But they also had special moves, and I hadn't, I haven't found this yet. But they're, I don't know how to become one of those NPC, like uh, one of those uh, uh, players that places the boss. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. But there's got to be a way. So I'm really like looking around that environment to see, like maybe I have to beat the final boss there. I don't know. But I wonder if you just are like you're fighting them and they are the final boss to you, but then. It's flipped on their end. They're like, "Oh shit, I'm playing. I'm playing Holden right now, and he's the guy I've got to beat." Oh, then. So every time of, you lost, they might have just time won against me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the easiest boss of the game. Fuck this Holden kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also played Dark Souls two, and I'm like, I'm going to start playing that. Are you going back and forth between those two? Yeah, I am. How do you keep that straight? I, they are very different from each other. For starters, Dark Souls three learned so much from Bloodborne. That there's a greater emphasis on your speed and dodging opponents quickly. Whereas Dark Souls 2 is really move out of the way slowly, block shield, go in for the hit. It's just it's a lot more, you know, block and attack focused. It is aggravating though. It is super, super aggravating. Yeah, I thought I remembered you saying that you played like ten minutes of it and said, I hate this, I'm never gonna play it again. I got like four hours into it, so I'm doing it I, I would say better now. But what makes it super annoying is that every single time you die, you lose a little bit of your max health. So it really kills the need for, or the the want to explore. Because, like, I don't want to go down there because I'm probably going to die and then I'm not going to have the health that I have right now. And you can only gain your full health back, not by beating bosses, but by using a specific item called a human effigy. And there's not a lot of them. Yeah. So or I just, by beating a boss, right? No, I, I haven't. I don't. I beat a boss and I didn't get my oh, max okay. health back. Or maybe I just didn't notice it. I wasn't looking for it. But either way, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. I like Dark Souls three in the sense that I just get my max health back again. And you're, you know, the the detriment to to dying is I have to do that over again. Well, like, I so think you like it back enough. when it's a baby version that holds your hand. It's not a baby version. <laughs> the idea of Dark Souls holding your hands is laughable. So I played a little bit of that. I also played uh, some Pokemon Silver version. Oh! And that's been... Who'd you start with? Uh, I started with Cyndaquil, the fire Pokemon. Yeah, you did. Because I always choose the fire Pokemon first, and then... I don't know, they're just always the better starter Pokemon, I feel. Nope. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I would love to hear this. Who's better than the fire Pokemon? Well, I mean, if you chose Charmander right off the bat in fucking... In yellow version? Yellow, red, or yeah, blue. Yeah, the first, fighting the first gym Brock is very hard. with yeah. the rock monsters and then fucking going up against Misty with the water Pokemon and then the next do one you, is electric. Do you know how you solve that, though, in, in that game? Well, that was with the electric, but uh, for Brock's gym, you... In the forest, right before you get to Brock's Gym, like the town where Brock's Gym is, you get a Caterpie, and you level him up until he becomes a Butterfree at level 10. Everyone knows. Everyone knows he doesn't become a Butterfree at level 10. 12 or something like that. Everyone also knows Bug Pokemon are a piece of shit. Uh, Butterfree can be pretty good in the beginning. No, it's a piece of shit. And then you get rid of him after you get better Pokemon. But in that moment, he's helpful. No. Not bad. I'm also... I'm going through Pokemon Silver no, you version. Go with, you go with that Bulbasaur in the beginning. Fuck those rocks. Fuck those waters. And by the time you get to Lieutenant Surge, you've already got yourself like a Geodude from the 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 cave there, the unknown cave. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to collect all the Pokemon that I can in Silver version so far. You don't have any friends who have gold? No, I don't have friends. Mm. I just yeah. don't have friends. Yeah, it's a problem. But didn't I'm you like? Uh, still. Didn't you in Pokemon's one of the Pokemon's? Didn't you like stop play like just restart it over and over and over till you get all the starter Pokemon and then like trade them to yourself and then 
Yeah, no, so what I did is in Omega Ruby, um, it, you could use the Pokebank. So I would That's play, right. I would play up until I could catch another Pokemon, keep that in my in my inventory, save my starter Pokemon to the Pokebank, restart the whole game again, rinse, repeat, and then I had all three. You can still use the Pokebank from Silver and Gold, right? Because you I put it in I Yellow. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm trying to play this game as normally as possible. Gotcha. Um, but it's it's fun, and it it's funny because playing a GameCube game, you realized how shitty GameCube Game Boy, uh, Game Boy games, uh, like the Game Boy game menus looked. Oh yeah, like there are these awful like design patterns. It was like blue with some white dots that are supposed to be sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize like, even if that were updated to look like HD resolution, it would look like garbage. But they had to put something there, so it just kind of looked like shit anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's funny how well it doesn't hold up, but the world itself kind of has a nice retro feel to it just probably because i remember the nostalgia of it and yeah like the the way they kind of play with the pixels to push the grass out of the way when you're walking through it even though it's not realistic looking at all there's like a little charm to it still <laughs> so I'm having, I'm having fun with it still but i'm surprised with how much time i've put into it and how little progression i've made because i'm trying to love my pokemon yeah. as well so like i'm just about to get to the third gym and i've put in about like eight hours into that in a week or so and you got to go find and catch all them shits. All them shits, which is pretty easy, actually. I even caught one of the unknowns, and then I realized, kind of looked it up, and I'm like, these guys suck. Yeah, they, they can do. only learn hidden power. That's the only move they can ever get is hidden power. They can't learn any other moves. You can't give them HMs or TMs. But you got to collect it's... all 26 letters. Yeah, you do. I might try to do that if I... I'll give up. <laughs> I'll give up. I know I know who I am. I will give up. But I'm, I have, like, the ambition to start it. Sure, sure. But the, but the drive to not complete it. <laughs> but that's what I've been playing this week. Not not a whole lot. Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2. I guess it is a lot, but it sounds like more than it really has felt like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Although Dark Souls does consume hours of your time without you realizing it. With also, like, hours and hours... Oh Christ! Uh, and then um, what was I don't even know what I was gonna say. Um, oh, very little reward sometimes, or like you spend a couple yeah. hours and like, well, fuck, I didn't beat that boss today. Yep, absolutely. I actually so I will say this about Dark Souls Three. The the DLC there is this one boss you face. You walk up this little like tiny little platform, and then it ends off, and it just the little note there says jump, and you're like all right, fine. Like, what's the worst going to happen? I just hit a bonfire. You jump, and that you jump into the boss battle, and there are two giant fiery demons that look like Balrog from Lord of the Rings that are jumping at you. And you're like, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> They're super hard. They killed me almost immediately. I tried so many times my own, and I finally am like, all right, I'm asking for help. I'm bringing people in. I'm playing a new game plus, by the way, which is adding to the difficulty even more. Yeah. I had three people go in there with me, we killed both of the demons, and we're like, yes, we did it. Then, But the whole prey slaughtered, or whatever it says in D D Dark Souls, doesn't show up. And I'm like, oh no, what's happening? And one of the demons that died starts to erupt in flames, and he rises up, and then a new health bar for boss comes up that says the demon prince. And I'm like, fuck you, Dark Souls. <laughs> that boss took forever to beat. I used at least ten embers just to get more players to come in and help me. And I could tell the game was so hard because... That that uh, boss was so hard because whenever a summon sign would come up for me, I'd go to grab it and immediately say, unable to load the summon, presumably oh, yeah. because someone else is also trying to get it. And there was this competition of like who could get this, the certain summons. I'm surprised there's still that many people playing that Dark Souls 3 DLC right now. The game's only a year old and the DLC came out earlier this year. So it's a game mm. that I think people play over and over again just because there's just more to learn each time you play it. Huh. Huh. But yeah, so huh. what have you been playing? Minus your cool new gadget, which we'll talk about later on, because we'll, uh, we'll talk about that yeah, later on. Yeah, so I got a uh, a big giant dildo sword. But yeah, Ooh. you're right. We'll talk about that later on. Yep, that's your new, like gadget. Cool new gadget. Uh, oh, this I is a... have played more Destiny. Man, Destiny is it's sucking up my life. It's all I think about when I'm at work, and it's all that I think about when like I'm planning my day around. All right, when am I gonna get to play Destiny? Or I start playing it at 9.30 at night, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play for an hour and a half max. I'm just going to go <laughs> in. I'm going to complete, like, one or two things with my Titan. I'm going to mm -hmm. go cash in all my reputation tokens, and then I'm just going to – that's it. Maybe I'll start a hunter if I do that, and I have, like, 30 minutes to spare. Maybe I'll start a hunter or a warlock. And then I look up, and it's midnight, and I was like, what the fuck? 
Where did all that time go? Mm-hmm. And it's just eating me away. And I love every second of it. I tried a nightfall strike for the first time the other day. and Is this so night- different from a normal strike? Yeah, nightfall strikes usually have some kind of modifiers. And they're, they're super difficult versions of the regular strikes. Oh, so you're playing the pro stuff now. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pretty big deal. So <laughs> they suggest for nightfall strikes, I think it was a power level 230. I went in at 263 with mm-hmm. two people from my clan who were both 280. And we're like, all right. So the, the modifiers on this one was there was a timer. So you had 22 minutes to get through the entire strike. And everything was also a lot harder. But your abilities, like your melee and your grenades, recharge a lot faster. And we're like, all right, all right. We're getting through this, getting through this. We get to the very end. Timer counts down. We're like, oh, man, I wonder how far we were. And we were we just made it to the boss in the 22 minutes. And we looked at the guide for the Nightfall Strike, and they're like, you want to make sure you leave at least 10 to 12 minutes for the boss. And we're like, (laughs) holy fuck, there's no way we're going to get through everything we just did in half the time. So uh, we skipped that Nightfall Strike. Someone can do it. Oh, obviously, yeah. But You just suck. We Uh, aren't those people. Yeah, we we sucked. There's also (laughs) one guy who was speaking in a British accent the whole time, because I guess he's in a clan and not American. I'm just kidding. He was definitely American. But then the other guy was British. Fuck him. I bet he wasn't very good because he's not American. Actually, he was the best of the three. Cause Shut up. That's not important. America's the best. than us. So. <laughs> no, have you seen public representation of America? We suck. No, we do pretty great. I think America's number one from what I saw. We're number one. I also, Ulta. Ulta's a makeup store. It's a great makeup store. I played a little bit more Rabbids for the first time since Destiny 2 came out. I haven't played Rabbids since I beat World 3, so where yeah. are you at now? I just played the first world of number 4. Okay. And I played it while I was waiting outside Target at 3.45 this morning, sitting on the sidewalk. To get your monster dildo, right? To get my, my monster dildo, which actually yeah. turns out is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Fits in about the palm of your hand and looks exactly like a Super Nintendo. <laughs> It's still a pretty... It's got pretty good girth for a deal, though. though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I played that for another level, and then I just in, played about an hour balls. of my new dildo. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the balls hang a little bit lower than the uh, SNE, uh, the NES dildo did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A little, It's a little bit older, saggier. They dip in the toilet whenever you poop. Yeah. It'd still uh, be nice if they sagged a little bit more, though. There's demand for more SAG, is my understanding. There definitely is. Yeah. Definitely is. But we'll get about the sagginess of the SNES <laughs> um, later on. Yeah. So that's my shit. Actually, you want to just talk about it now? Sure, why not? I mean, this is a very strict format to this podcast. Yeah, let's talk about it. So I got the Super <laughs> Nintendo Classic this morning. My parents tried to get it last night at a Walmart that opened at midnight. Mm-hmm. And they got in line at 9 o'clock, and, it was, and they were too late there were too many people there already yeah. so i got really worried and i was like fuck this target opens up at 7 a.m i know they're gonna have some and then i so i'm like all right i'm getting so up we, we were talking about this you would um over text message you were saying that they had uh how many hundred of units or something like that what was most more targets that? in the city have between like 120 and 300 units that's great yeah i found out once i got to this target that this one had 30 that's still not bad That's, considering what yeah. he probably had for the NES Classic was a lot less than that. Exactly. Yeah, he was telling me, the guy who was uh, handing out the tickets for it was telling me that for the NES Classic last year, they had like two more than the pre-order amount that they had allocated, whereas this time they had 30 ready to go, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, So this is really exciting, but I did. I woke up at 3 o'clock to go pee, and I was like, well, I was going to go there at like 4.30, but I'm already up at 3.00. So might, might as, as well, well go. go. So yeah, I did. Packed my backpack, some protein bars, water bottle. Prayed to God I didn't have to poop while I was in that line. And then <laughs> so I was went and sat there at 3:45. I was the first Big one there line? at 3:45 a.m. First one, nice. Yep. The next Which is a good couple... feeling because you kind of know at that point. All right, uh, unless there's some crazy event that occurs, I'm exactly. One. And the whole time I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna spend three hours sitting on a sidewalk today, so that I don't have to spend the rest of the next three months worrying about how i'm gonna get this fucking console yeah so i was like it's worth it the next couple showed up at 4 15 and then they slowly started to trickle in there it was about probably 20 22 people by the time the doors open at seven 
So they had a couple just extra that you could have just walked in at 7 and bought one. For a non, we'll say, yearly smartphone product coming out and for a non-major console release, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. and that's... Those are... Actually, I think it was a longer line than I saw at Target and Best Buy when I went with Gus to go get his Switch. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, granted, it wasn't a launch day, so yeah. it's not exactly a fair comparison, but... So I got it, took it home, I took it out of the box, it was so tiny, and then I immediately fell asleep on the couch with my jacket <laughs> and my shoes on. <laughs> I slept there for a few hours, and then went to a chiropractor appointment, came back, plugged it in... I'm going to guess the first game we played on it was Yoshi's Island. You're not going to get it. Nope. Yoshi's Island. Oh, damn it. Nope. I'm going to give you two more guesses. Um, Super Mario World. Nope. Star Fox 2? Nope. You can't play Star Fox 2 until you beat the first world in Star Fox 1. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yep. know that. So that's impossible. So give me one more guess then because that, that was okay. a stupid okay. guess. Okay. Okay. Kirby. That's not a game that's on there. Okay. Um, Super Metroid. Nope. All right, I give up. Just Kirby's Dream Course. Oh, I see. Fuck you. <laughs> there's Kirby's Dream Course and there's Kirby Superstar, and I'm not going to say, which Kirby? Because then that narrows it down to two. All right. Well, I was pretty close. Yeah, on your fourth guess. <laughs> Out of 21 games. <laughs> so, my impressions of this thing so far... Um, it's, First of all, we were joking about the sagginess. How much longer is the cord for the controller? It's about twice as long. It's still That's, not okay. long enough. My apartment is not... My living room is not very wide. Mm -hmm. My couch is... I don't know if you saw it before you left. The yeah, We kind of rearranged it. Gotcha. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Um, my couch is maybe about sound. six to seven feet from my TV, and I can't sit on the couch and play, obviously. At double the length of the other controller, you can't yeah. do that? It's about four and a half feet long for the cords. Ugh. So, on Amazon, while I was waiting in line, There's I ordered extension one. cables. There's also a wireless controller you can get for it. I'm worried about the wireless just because of the experience we had on the Wii U with the delay. Oh, yeah. That was so really I, bad. I instead Call back for, to our first episode. I know, right? For $10.99 on Amazon, you can get a pack of two extension cords that are 10 feet each. So... 10 feet, that. a, that's a good length. It, honestly, that cable should be 10 feet to begin with. Absolutely. Because back when the SNES came out, people were closer to their televisions usually when they played. But now that you're adults, you want to hang back and lay down on the couch. And we have gigantic TVs nowadays, so we're that <laughs> much farther away from our television. Yep. Uh, I I love it. I love it a lot. It's there. What I love about this thing is that there are so many games on there that I remember playing. Like, oh, man, that's... I fucking love Donkey Kong Country. I love Super Mario World. I started playing a little bit of Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario World 2, and I forgot how freaking charming and amazing that game is. I was like, well, damn it, now I'm going to have to go back and play this. I played Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby Superstar. And then there are so many things on there that I'm like, these are the first time I'm going to experience these games, and it's going to be as they were intended with the proper controller. And so for things like Link to the Past and Super Metroid and Star Fox 1, and, like, all of these things that I've never played before. Mm -hmm. um, Secret of Mana. Like, I do want to play that, but at this point, I kind of want to play the remastered version that's going to come out on PS4. Yeah. I'm just so excited that I'm going to finally be able to play some of these things, and... Do you play Super Metroid, didn't you? No, I've never played Super Metroid. Mm. I'm excited. I haven't played it either. I have my 3DS. We should play that together. Oh, my God! do a thing about it. Oh, my God. So Do you remember Dying Light? <laughs> 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 that was that was harder to do because it was only one, only one copy of it um I, why did you pick kirby first though kirby's dream course i don't know it's because yeah. it wasn't dream something course I, knew sounds I didn't like it's have like a, a mario kart of, version of kirby or something like that it's like golf it's okay. like kirby golf but you are kirby is the ball and you're like aiming him at different enemies and then one of them turns into a hole and you go into the hole and you penetrated that sounds enemy. super nintendo it was that was a terrible pun super that I did not nintendo <laughs> that was such a bad pun i did not intend that at all so i chose kirby's dream course first because i knew that i had like only about an hour to play around and i wanted to play multiple mm -hmm. things and it didn't require a whole lot of commitment okay like, oh if i start super mario world then i'm gonna have to play through a few worlds and so trying to think, if i start I... super mario rpg like the so. games that i i know you've already played super mario world because you made a big deal with me not playing that yep um, so I know you played that. Have you played Link to the Past? No. Mm, you should play that game. That game's fantastic. I'm going of course, to. I'm going to think that because I'm a huge Zelda fan. Because you're a Zelda dork. 
Zelda dork. Big old nerd. I so I'm nerd? excited. I'm excited as fuck. There are a couple of ridiculous things, aside from the whole controversy of buying it and getting it. But if you can get one, there are a couple of cool features exclusive to the SNES Classic, like the rewind feature. So if you die mm-hmm. and you want to go back and like try that segment again without having to start the level over, that they have save states as well, where you can just save at a moment's notice. I use the save states a lot because like playing like some of the older Mario games, like Mario Super Mario World, there are overall it's I don't think it's a super difficult game, but there definitely are levels that are very very challenging. Yeah. And the five life restriction before you have to restart back to your last save point, which is multiple levels to get there. I would use a save point, and every time I die, just restore back to that. So the rewind's kind of nice, because say you're only having a hard time on that one boss, but the rest of the level you kind of have down, you fight the boss, you rewind, back to the beginning of the yeah. boss again. That's handy, that's nice. Well, it's here's the cheating, bullshit feature. But it's great. There's no in bullshit order, Nintendo products, they're always imperfect. In order to activate the rewind or the save states, you have to go to the console itself and hit the reset button on it. There's no <laughs> controller command. So if you die and you want to go back 10 seconds, you have to waste some of those I mean, seconds getting up and going to the console, which when you're four feet from it isn't that hard. But yeah. when you have the extension cables or the wireless controller. They really wanted to put the retro in your gaming experience as much <laughs> as possible. Yeah. That's but I'm very excited for it. I, I'm really pumped to play. I'm thinking I'm going to take tackle like one game a month maybe. Okay. And I'll play that kind of on the side along with whatever else I'm when, playing. When you play Link to the Past and Super Metroid, I will play those games along with you. Because cool. I haven't played Link to the Past in a long time, and I'd like to go back and play that game again. And I've never played Super Metroid, so I definitely want to go and play that at some point. Cool. Earthbound's on there, too. Yep, Earthbound's on there. So I might do that one with you as well, because I have that on 3DS, which I've not played. Part of my backlog I'm trying to go through. Yep, yep. <laughs> now, That's here's cool. the thing I was thinking as I got it, and as I was starting to play these things. I really like the idea of this system. But honestly, and I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I have it. It's super cool mm-hmm. playing with these controllers. Honestly, I would rather have paid $8 for each of these games on my Nintendo Switch and then played them with an SNES peripheral. Yeah. Like, that would be my ideal way to play all of these things aside from now, just Do you mean like an SNES-styled SNES Joy-Con or an SNES controller that wirelessly connects to the Switch? Uh, an SNES controller that connects to the Switch. Okay. You know, like they did with like the Pro Controller, or uh, sorry, the Classic Controller on Wii and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that actually I think might be a better move. I think. Yeah. Here. But. That would be my ideal. If if the uh, SNES Classic, or um, if the Virtual Console even comes to the Switch, we'll see. They still have right, not mentioned exactly. a it's split fucking, about it. It's stupid. It's so stupid. So we'll see. By the way, um, I got a text message from my roommate, and it's basically just going to become a subscriber interrogative because it just okay. matches so perfectly. So just letting you know that right now. Cool titties! So from your roommate? From your mom? Well, former roommate. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> um, hey, Holden, what do you think about Dark Souls 4 potentially <laughs> coming out in the future? I'm a big Dark Souls fan. I don't mom play games, but I, I dabble Souls in fan. Dark Souls. I right. dabble... In Souls. No one dabbles in Dark Souls. I don't know anyone who, like, they either tried it and hated it, or they played it through and, like, yeah, that was a good game. But no one's like, oh, occasionally, every once in a while, I just you know, just get another go at Dark Souls and see what <laughs> how it goes. Well, cool. Yeah, that's my experience what, uh, with the SNES Classic. I'm pumped to play it. I'm, I'm also really excited because it's something that I feel like my roommate is super accessible to. Like, mm-hmm. she would... It's something that we can just sit on the couch and play through Super Mario World a couple levels at a time every once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Do I played some... Mario Kart on... Super Mario Kart on it as well. I played it Super is... Mario Kart on SNES. It's so much different. It's so crazy how far that series has come. Yeah. First of all, there's not even 150cc. It maxes out at 100cc. Yeah. Which, when I saw that at first, I'm like, I was bearded out. Yep. There are three cups. Oh, there. By the way, the best way to play this console. There are three ways to play it. Where mm-hmm. there's um, the regular four by three standard, mm-hmm. and then there's the pixel perfect mode, where every pixel matches up with one pixel on your TV, and then there is the the pixel perfect sounds like it'd be terrible on a huge TV. It looks really clean, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's it's definitely a little bit truncated on the sides, but everything since it is 
pixelated. It is super jagged. Like everything looks like it's a sawtooth. Like every straight edge yeah, looks I like it's sharp that. as shit. Mm-hmm. But the best way to play it is the CRT. They have like the the scan mm-hmm. lines going across it, and it yep. smooths everything out. Keeps you from getting a headache. I like it. It's a nice little feature. Very cool. One thing that is not on Virtual Console games on 3DS or Wii U. So if you want that Super kind of Nintendo. feature, yeah, uh, Super like the, Mario Kart. No, no, no. The uh, the the visual styles you can change. Oh, between. gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, Teddy's. Cool I got some cool news stories if you want to move on to that. Yeah, let's talk about the nudes. Um, I want to do a um, super quick one. Uh, sorry, a little bit longer one here that we can talk about. Um, Those are opposites. I just stuttered my words, okay, Chad? Relax. This big story stuttering is that the, Stanley, the trailer for Stanley. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out yesterday. It did. Did you watch it? I watched it live. It was awesome. Watched it live. My name is Holden DePardo. Watching Red Dead 2 live at the Apollo. What do you I think of it? Apollo you played it. Red Dead, right? I did. I did. I liked it. I never. I don't know it. why I'm screaming. Why am I talking so loudly? Because <laughs> they're just so excited about Red Dead Redemption ah! 2. So I don't. I played Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Uh, which is it's not the first one. It technically is the second game. Right. In that Red series, Red Red but everyone Revolver. considers it the first game. Because I don't think Red Dead Revolver really matters that much to most fans of the Red Dead series. You're um, a fan. I'll get shit for that, I'm sure. But yeah, from all it of looks those, really those, inner, those subscribers that respond to us, <laughs> you'll get so much shit. So I I thought it looked really great. First of all, just graphically, it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks sex. It it's looks nice straight up sex. Rockstar's always been a company that handles open world games very well, but also does open world games that look really good. And usually, open world games take a slight hit graphically than what other <coughs> games. Fallout. <clears throat> yeah, Fallout's definitely a big example of that. This is Bethesda in general. Actually, no, <laughs> not Bethesda in general, because Wolfenstein looks great, Dishonored looks great. Wolfenstein's not an open world game, though. It's not an open world game, but that's what I mean, is that like usually these segmented, like uh, linear-style games look yeah. better because that's to worry about, but Rockstar games always look so good, and the facial animations that you see in the characters that are talking... I know they're not cutscenes because that's not what Rockstar does. Like, they use in-game assets for all their stuff. And they're really, really good looking. I was very surprised how good that looked. And there wasn't too much about the story other than he's an outlaw on the run. And it looks like you go through some different regions. I have a question for you. Yeah. I played the first 45 minutes of Red Dead Redemption twice. Mm -hmm. And was bored by, like, hunting the rabbit or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it doesn't start out too great. Um how does this new one relate to the old one see that's what i'm uncertain about it's a different character but yeah i was like from I, what, don't, I don't recognize him from any of the trailers or previous stuff from the old one one thing i've, I've been reading about though is that it is based off of it takes the the central characters are a gang which i'm blanking on the name right now but that gang was a small part of red dead redemption okay so I think it's just more of like it matches the lore and the mythology of that world more than this is a direct like sequel. And I think that kind of makes sense because Grand Theft Auto games have never really been direct sequels to one another. And if it is like, oh, this character is kind of returning, it's a big deal. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4 really has nothing to do with Grand Theft Auto 5 in terms of story and plot. They actually have like three of the four words in their titles are exactly the same. So, other than that, seventy-five percent of that game is very much related. <laughs> that's great logic, Chad. That's exactly how that works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so, it looks fantastic. What did you think of the trailer yourself, as someone who has not really played those games before? It it didn't do anything to sway make you. me say yeah to sway me back yeah. in that direction. I was like, oh yeah, this this looks like what I remember people talking about Red Dead being and. It looks like it's going to be great for those people, but it didn't really catch my attention mm-hmm. or pull me back towards that end of the spectrum. Yeah. The yeah, I, I can understand that because it's definitely the... I think gameplay is what really draws people into these kind of games, but Rockstar is a very story-focused developer in a lot of ways, and this is definitely yeah. a story trailer. There was, I mean, it was all in-game, but it was not gameplay. Speaking of, like, story in Rockstar, like, Grand Theft Auto-type games, sometimes I like to, when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, pretend that I'm the Grinch, and all the hookers that I'm killing are Cindy Lou Who, and then I remember, <laughs> man, we fucked! 
All right, sorry. Jesus. Continue. <laughs> um, no, I think that's all I have to say about Red Dead Redemption 2. It looks great. Oh, actually, here's the thing. It's a prequel. It is a prequel? It is a prequel. It is before the quill? It is before the quill. The quill is the current, prequel is before, and then sequel is after the quill. Before Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got two stories that kind of lead into one another, so I'm going to steal two little slots here. Sure, go for it. One is kind of sad. The mm-hmm. studio, uh, Chinese room, yep. behind Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, mm-hmm. is not 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 going they're, away. They're going they're away. A, they're taking a small break. Yeah, they're taking a break in the relationship. They've There's just a, laid off everybody. <laughs> laid off everyone in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the the co-founders having some health concerns, but they've they've they're not making games right now, and they hope to come back to it. Which is sad because they, with DRS, they basically invented the walking simulator, and mm-hmm. they did Amnesia. Not Amnesia. No, it was Amnesia the sequel. Amnesia something of pigs. Bay of pigs. It's definitely Bay of pigs. A machine for pigs. No, Amnesia it's Bay a machine of pigs. for pigs. It's which the Bay is of pigs. actually this is part of the second. It says John F. Kennedy is is in it. That's exactly right. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Uh, PlayStation Plus for October. You actually get that game for free. Yes, I have that so, in there. That's a, yeah. a nice little little sending a going away present from Chinese Room. But they also mm-hmm. did Everybody's Gone to Rapture, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And they're wrapping up their last project, which is a Google Daydream VR called... Um, Are they wrapping it up? Because it sounds melt. like they're not working on anything anymore. Are they going to wrap that up and then... No, I think it cool. came... Actually, I think it came out this week. Oh, okay. Uh, something we melt. So let us melt. Okay. So it's kind of sad. I fucking love Jessica Curry, who's one of the, the co-founders. The, mm-hmm. Jessica Curry, I love her her scores to her games. So go download that game from PlayStation Plus for free in October. Amnesia. You get the whole collection, but they did the second one. And then speaking of PlayStation Plus for October, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. What a treat. What a freaking yeah, treat. Are- if you don't have that game, some sick-ass gameplay. This is a, an instance where... I own both of those games already. You I already own the Amnesia collection? I do, yeah. And I sort of in my backlog of games I haven't played yet. But actually, I was going to play it in October because I'm like, oh, it'd be great to play in October for, for Halloween is like my horror game that I'm going to play. And it's now available for free, and I spent $7 earlier this year for nothing. Yeah. It's, it's the game that I figured out the glitch in the PlayStation Store where if you put a game in your cart when it's on sale, oh, wait yeah. like two months, it'll still be on sale for you. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to play that because I was wanted to play it in October anyway. I didn't know the Chinese room did that, the second one, to be honest, though. Yeah. That's very cool. So you should you should get that game, and we should we should play that and talk about that game. Well, I'm going to get that game, and then I'll fucking play it if Destiny's still not up my ass. It'll be up your ass, still. Yeah, you're right, it will. Because <laughs> I've done everything as a Titan, now i got to do everything as a Warlock, and then everything as a Hunter, and then i got to keep going and do a raid. Oh, when am I going to find the time, Holden? When is it a good time finder? Well, I have two stories I want to share. Okay. One's good for Nintendo. One is obnoxious Nintendo. Yeah, okay. The good one for Nintendo, it's not really great. It's not like going to change anything for Nintendo. But Inside is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah! Which is, hands down, one of my favorite games of last year. Probably one yep. of my favorite games ever. You played Inside, didn't you? Yeah. It's, it's, it's it incredible. Great. It's incredible. Continuing uh, Playdead's pedigree of putting their games on literally every platform you can possibly fucking find yeah it's coming to you ios can play limbo on as, as well. uh, samsung gear watch i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> you know those little like tamagotchis it's it also has limbo on it as yep. well <laughs> uh so it's coming to ios as well because it's available everywhere but that game is seriously if if you guys haven't played that before that's an amazing experience yep. it really really is it's so so good so i highly recommend that it's also perfect for the switch it's one of those games that lends itself really well to being on a big TV, being taken out of the go, and I can't imagine it would need to take that much of a graphical hit to no. run on Switch. So I think it probably would look just as good, honestly. Yeah. So buy that game. It's so, so good. Buy it. It's a good game. So that's It was good actually a Nintendo. lot of people's contender for Game of the Year last year. It was. Yeah, it is that good. It's very, very good. Uh, so that was good for Nintendo. This one is what Nintendo thinks is good for it, but it's really terrible for it. And that's that Nintendo updates its YouTube Partners program to restrict live streaming. <laughs> so 
basically what this means is that you, if you are part of the, if you were on YouTube and your YouTube account is associated with the Nintendo um, Nintendo uh, Creators Program, you have to have another. You can't do any live streaming on that account. You can make another account and live stream from that one, and I'm sure they'll shut that down with the uh, DCMA notices and all sorts of shit. But you can't use that Nintendo Creator Program. Creators program. I don't understand this stuff. I really don't. Like you know me, I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy. I love their games so much, but their business business practices are appalling sometimes. And they just so... don't understand how the internet works and how people want to use their products with the internet. Like I think they view it as, oh, someone is playing Mario Odyssey so that everyone else can can see it. Therefore, no one will buy Mario Odyssey. Like they kind of equate it to as if they, I pirated a movie. Now I'm never going to go to the theaters to see that movie. But it's not the same thing at all because watching a game being played online to me is, ooh, I want to do that too. Yeah, it's free advertisement. It's free advertisement. And it's also like how you learn how to play a game. Like, oh, that's how you do this in Breath of the Wild. Like if I wanted to get you know, this boss beaten in this way, like, or Dark Souls is a better example of this. Like, I don't know how to beat this boss. I'm going to watch someone play it online so I can learn how to play it. Like, it just adds to the community. It adds to the gameplay experience. Like, it's like saying in the NES era, you can't go talk to your friends about the game at the schoolyard. Well, that's how they... (laughs) That's how they shared their experiences They're with talking each other. about our games, so we're going to go over there and we are going to put them in a padded cell and we're going to charge <laughs> them for talking about our game. But showing your games online is the equivalent of kind of the kids in the schoolyard talking about their video games. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You know, granted, yeah, you're seeing a lot of things that maybe you wanted to keep a surprise for for people who play the game from the beginning. I understand that, but at the same time, that's their prerogative to look out and, and find that stuff. Yeah. And by having none of that stuff out there, it will probably hurt the experience yeah of of the not the experience it'll hurt people wanting to go out and buy the game like you said it's free advertising i hate the stuff from nintendo they really need to learn their ways about it and i it's totally a nintendo japan thing i really don't think that reggie fizeme loves saying that nintendo doesn't have to do this stuff i really think in the back of his head he's like come on guys get with it speaking of nintendo not understanding how the internet works fifa 18 is a game that came out that's kind of gotten the hamstringed version on switch mm-hmm. from ea one of the things is you can't play against your friends online on the switch version because the uh nintendo switch has no uh let me let me just read this real quick the something about and not having like a universal built-in multiplayer system uh, due to the fact that the Nintendo Switch doesn't have a universal invite system like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, there's currently no way to play friends online in FIFA 18 on Nintendo Switch. You can play against strangers. You can play locally if you're in the same room. But if you and I wanted to play a game of FIFA against each other across the United States, we can't do it. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. Nintendo has a lot to learn. I think they've done a lot of really good things this year with the Switch. Like, I think they are definitely doing better than they have done before in the past. But it's just there's still these points that are so frustrating. And online play is a really big one. That is how people play most of their games nowadays. Yep. Like, I'm sure people buy FIFA not so they can play the single player campaign over and over again, but so they can play with their friends online and have that experience. And yep. take that away means I'm just going to go buy this version on a PlayStation now. Exactly. Like, I have a Switch, I have a PlayStation, I'm going to play it on the system that I can do what I want to do with it. That's very, very, very frustrating. So I have a kind of the other end of that almost. So show me your end. Andrew house of Sony PlayStation, uh, was talking about the, the switch and kind of complimented it, but there were a few things that he said that I think he's a little out of touch on. And one of them was, um, that he doesn't see the Nintendo Switch as a threat because PlayStation sales haven't been impacted. He says, that draws me to the conclusion that they've really been additive to the business in the last year or so. The folks at Nintendo have their strategy, and that's great. And he's totally right. I don't think that a Nintendo Switch is going to deter someone from buying a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. However, now that we're seeing this trend of Doom and Wolfenstein 2 coming to the Switch... If developers start releasing their games day and date on Switch, on PlayStation 4, on Xbox One, I think a lot of people will say, I know that this game is not going to run at the same resolution 
as it does in the PlayStation 4, but I really want to play it on the go as well. And I think that could hurt Sony's software sales. That is that the, the ace up Nintendo's sleeve is is the on the go kind of mm-hmm. element. Being it able is. to play and, it outside of a target at three forty five in the morning or on an airplane. Yeah. And I think that that's enough of a draw for people to say, yeah, I'll buy it on the Switch. Like Ellie Noir coming out. I'm really curious to see with gamers who have a Switch and an Xbox or a PlayStation, what system they decide to buy it on. Do they go because it's the same game otherwise? Unless you really want the VR stuff. Actually, it's not even on the PlayStation VR, so that doesn't even really matter. If you want the better graphics, you'll get on the PlayStation, but I think portability is going to trump. I really believe that people want that portability as well. I think that's that could hurt Sony in that regard. So I, I think, think he's being the, a little... You, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think he's, he's underestimating it a little bit, but mm-hmm. for for the big AAA titles that, like, graphics are important and it's part of the experience of this yeah. game or things like, like systems like online play, anything yeah. that requires online play, those totally. things, like I don't FIFA think there's going to be a threat. Like FIFA, as example. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. like, that's going to not be a threat at all. But if you look at a game, uh, you know, like, like, let's say Inside came out day and date on... Yeah, that's absolutely something that... Where I would prefer, if at Limbo, Inside, any kind of indie games, I would always say, cool, I'm getting that on Vita. Yep. Now I'm like, well, I rarely carry my Vita with me. Do I start thinking about putting that on Switch? Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to make that... And, and PS4 yeah. never crosses my mind. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're a little naive about that. I, I think we yeah. agree on that. Um, but I think what they need to do to kind of counteract this is not release a PlayStation Switch. It's they need to release a console that has games that are infeasible to run on the Switch. Yeah. They need to release I mean, a PlayStation 5 and release the next generation where it's like, yeah, these games aren't going to run on a Switch because we're way more powerful. Yeah, which is going to happen. we'll see that in the next probably two years. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think it'll be, we'll see it early 2019 and it'll be re- released at some point in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that same interview with Andy House was that they, yeah, there's no plans for making another portable Sony system. I'm not surprised by that. I just kind of still want a portable Sony system. As like a nerd, yeah. I would buy it. And I think you would too, if oh, the price was, was fair. Um, but I understand why they wouldn't. I mean, the yeah. PSP didn't sell bad. People have this record that PlayStation PSP was destroyed by Nintendo, and they were like it sold half the units. But half the units is still seventy million. Well, most units. of the most of the units, an overwhelming majority of the units sold in the last like half of its lifetime was because it was so easy to crack and homebrew and put SNES games or whatever the fuck you wanted to put on it. Yeah, which is now being filled by. <laughs> This a Switch with a virtual console, so come on, Nintendo, <laughs> yeah. do it. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Cool, 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 cool. I've got one more. I got one more as well. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I got one more. Mine is about go, go first. that game company. Same people who did Journey. And... What a bullshit game. What a waste. I know, right? Journey's a piece of shit. Just kidding. It's beautiful <laughs> and amazing, and I cry every time. Um, they just re- re- debuted... What was the name of the game they did at the Apple conference? It's coming to Apple TV Sky. and first. Sky. Yeah. Yes. So they debuted their new game for Apple products, and then they just released this Which week. Which looks good. Flower on iOS. Yeah, I was on the App Store today, and I saw that, and I'm like, has that always been there? Yeah. That's a good game to put on iOS. Yeah, it is. And they, I don't know if it has, like, the motion controls that Vita had or that you could do with the DualShock. I hope I'd be that shocked. That you have the option to turn those shocked. off. I'd be shocked. Um... But yeah, it's a great game. Flower, it's, it's one of my favorite games to just sit there and be like, all right, I'm super stressed at the moment. I just need to play something to like clear my head. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a form of meditation almost. Great game. I'm happy to see yeah. that they're branching out and finally getting a bigger audience for some of their bigger I'm games. I'm surprised they're able to get Flower. Like, I can see Sky coming out on iOS because they haven't had an agreement with PlayStation before for exclusivity. Yeah. But Flower has always been an exclusive. Was it a console exclusive? They can get away with it because it's not a console. It's a mobile device. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what deals are going on in there. But I mean, it hasn't been... It's been eight years, so I don't know if there's any kind of like... Yeah, so it's like, we're losing sales on Flower on PlayStation 3. (laughs) (laughs) It's on PlayStation 4 as well, but they're not losing sales. Um, Cool, cool. Well, this is exciting for me as... I'm excited to hear because I like what you like. No, you don't. You don't like... You're right. Most of the time, that's false. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Neo, the complete edition, is arriving in Japan later this year. Ooh. I don't live in Japan, but if you're releasing don't? In J- Wait a minute. You didn't go to Japan? Rhode I Island's not in Japan? I didn't go to Japan. I 
if it's coming out in Japan later this year, it'll probably come to the West at some point next year. Yeah. And that's a game I really want to play. I've always wanted to play that game. But now so you might as well I, fucking wait. I'm going to wait because I'm going to get all the DLC and all that shit, and it'll probably cost like 10 bucks less or whatever. So looking forward to that. Good stuff. Good, uh, did good, good stuff. Did you ever play stuff. Nier Automata? Or Automata, I, or whoever I the didn't. fuck I, English people are supposed to say it? Automata. Well, the jury's out. No, so. I, I'm telling you it's Automata. Nope. Jury right, has fine. not decided that. Well, I'm Did you ever play it? No, I didn't. I didn't. No. I heard it was Did good, you ever though. play the demo? No. The demo was nice. Fast I still don't play the Octopath fun. demo either, and I need to do Oh, that. shit! I've only heard so many amazing things about that game. I have to download that demo. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully play that before we record next time. Mm-hmm. So why did you bring up Nier Autonomo? What's the... Because I always get those two confused, Neo and Nier. Because oh, they came yeah. out at exactly the same time. They're a four-letter, one-syllable word that starts with an N, and it's Japanese. And they have a great subtitle. Oh, wait, only one of them does. And both of them revert, re- were reviewed very well. So, they And they're were. both PlayStation exclusive, question mark? Um, I think so. Neo is definitely a PlayStation exclusive. I know that. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that Nier is a PlayStation exclusive because Microsoft doesn't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do so hot right now. So, yeah, I think that's all the news that I got for this week. And we've already done our feature topic of the week, so do you want to yeah. just jump right into those subscriber Dude, we're going to interrogative uh, PlayStation 4 and Windows. Yeah, it's a PS4 console exclusive. Console exclusive launch. World premiere for launch consoles exclusive. premiering for the world exclusive timed Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go with – let me do my um, – Okay, everything's first. so important because, because it's about you, little princess just, Holden. Let me do sh- my stuff. It's just shorter. And it's going to be pretty quick. Okay. And this is a question from my roommate. It's, uh, do you think they'll make an N64 Classic Edition? We've already talked about that before, but we might have. as well bring it up again. Have you changed uh, your opinion on that at all? Thank you for your question, Mrs. Depardo. Um, <laughs> it's also not her last name. It also wasn't from her. Uh, Mrs. Monroe. Yes. Is. Holden is a very attractive mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say yes or no to that. Weird to say either way. No, I'm telling your mom you said she wasn't very attractive. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, what was the question? N64 classic. Yeah, what happened? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think so either. Because the the two big points that I say are one, the controller it gets super big and complicated, and it will now be bigger than the system itself. It's also when it comes out. It's the, and this isn't just Nintendo 64, but that era of 3D games doesn't hold up. Yep, that's number two. In the two. same way that the SNES games do. To the controller as well. That's an awkward, weird controller with honestly a terrible joystick. In, yeah. by, today's, by today's standards, it's terrible. Sony completely outdid Nintendo uh, in that with the DualShock 1. So yep. it just wouldn't hold up in the same way, but the D-pad to this day is still a highlighted Nintendo product. So they can yeah. kind of get away with that because it still holds up. So I don't think so, but I do think that it'd be awesome to see a Game Boy Classic. Yep. Do you I know they have registered comes... like a trademark for N64 Classic, right? I'm, I kind of well, hope it doesn't, doesn't happen. Mean they're, but... That doesn't mean they're doing it, though. They might do that to stop someone else from doing it. Yeah, you're not doing it. I'm definitely not going to do it. Just if, I, if I can get the finances to make an N64 Classic, I would do so many other things. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think, to me, it's no. Yep, I think it's a hard pass. Yeah. I do think, though, and this thing actually should, I wanted to bring up when you were talking about the SNES Classic, I have a suspicion that the SNES Classic and the NES Classic will either be permanent staples you can get in the store, or they'll alternate back and forth between the two. When the SNES is out, the NES is not out. Like the Disney Vault? Like the Disney Vault, but they'll kind of alternate back and forth. So it's like, all right, summer is going to be the time for the NES. Once the year is done, we're back to 2019 again. Then we'll put the SNES Classic back in the stores again. I think they'll kind of alternate back and forth like that. Do you ever think they'll release, like, packages with different games in them? Like, the 2018 SNES Classic has this selection of games. It's smart business for them, but at a certain point, though, it'll be like, okay, you still have Mario, Zelda, and Metroid on this one, and now you're giving me games I don't care about because you've gone through all the SNES games yeah. that I want. So I don't know. We'll see. There's also an incredibly easy way, apparently, to put your own ROMs onto either one of those two. So Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Very hey, very hey, cool. hey! There's another interrogative in here. 
This one's not as important though. Mine was this more important. This is a this is a three parter. A three parter. What is your favorite movie? Two. Now, which developer do you want to make the video game version of that movie? And three, what does the gameplay look like? Now, this is different because video game movies suck asshole. Yeah. But can you think of anything, like, before we even talk about this question, can you think of any games that are based on movies? That Oh, of course, every fucking licensed thing ever. Sorry, I, I forgot. <laughs> that we talked about earlier this episode with the Grinch with the that's Grinch right, game. That's right, that's right, that's right. I had to talk through that in my head real quick. So, yeah, what is your favorite movie? What so developer a, do you want to make a video game version of it? And what does the gameplay look like? This is a tough one because I don't really... I used to have, like, this is my favorite movie of all time. So I couldn't think of a favorite movie, but a TV show came to mind that I think would Ooh, make a okay. pretty, good, pretty good game. Breaking Bad. Okay. Made by Rockstar in the style of a Grand Theft Auto. Ooh, okay, okay. I think that'd be kind of sick. Because uh, you have strong characters that you can kind of go between to get like different missions. Like you would go like as you, you let's say you play as Walter White slash Heisenberg, and you go to see Tuco to get to like sell drugs that you just made. And then on your map, you also see like an H on the map, which is Hank, and you go to Hank to like help him like because sometimes Walter would go on excursions with him to scout out a a um a which we'll call it ah I think what it was. Like a meth um, lab. Yeah, like a meth lab or something like that. Yeah. Can't believe I blanked on that. That's the entire concept of the I know, show right? is meth that's, labs. That's your, that's your career. Yeah, it's well, my like... career, yeah. So I think that would be a pretty cool game, I think, just because I yeah. think the, the narrative lends itself well to, to that. I think you can also cool. play with like the territory control of an open world game, too. Like, yeah. You have to stop people from encroaching on your territory, or you have to like mm-hmm. kind of branch out. and Yeah. That would be super cool. That would be very, very cool. And I just came up with another one right now, but I want you to go first. I, my favorite movie of all time is In Bruges. Have you seen In Bruges? Oh, absolutely. That's one yeah. of my favorites too. I'm so curious a, what style of game that's going to be though. It's a Martin McDonough movie. Uh, that if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely see it. It's fantastic. But I would love to see Quantic Dream mm-hmm. and David Cage tackle that and kind of like that, that. Okay. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like yeah. they're very story based game, like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls, but you do have a little bit of a choice in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the difficult part would be what I love about that movie is that there's so many like coincidental things mm-hmm. that when you give the player agency and choice and things like that in one of those games, it's interesting to see how that might still come back and reveal yeah, those totally. coincidences. Yeah. But I think that would be a super cool game to play. Like there are some gameplay elements with like shooting and things like that as well mm-hmm. but then there's also just like the exploring and the making choices and dialogue trees and that's a good one yeah like i wouldn't have thought of that that's a really good one i also thought I like of seven psychopaths which is another martin mcdonough movie his second movie i have not seen that one that one's really great that one is sam rockwell in it who's one of my favorite people of all time mm-hmm. but that one is, is he like, one of the uh, seven psychopaths yes oh oh yeah yeah but there's like so much opportunity i want that one to also be a rock star game in the style of gta like you could have little missions going around stealing people's dogs and then returning them for the reward or missions where you have to like write a story and then have it like come to life like it'd be a super cool rock star game that would be a pretty cool one i like that's a good idea um here's the one right now this is pretty this is pretty cool. So let me set it up a little bit. Okay. In Hitman Absolution, which is not people's favorite Hitman game, understandably, but there's some levels that are less focused on kill this target and more find a way to get from point A to point B. Okay. How <clears throat> cool to be to play a Jason Bourne game? Where I don't. They know made the a Jason Bourne game. Oh, they did. That's right. But like the, better for PS3 and 360. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't a piece of shit. That would be great. That wasn't a piece of shit. And it was kind of like, you have to get, like, you're in the the Swiss bank, you had to get some of your IDs, but now you've been targeted and you have to get out of the building somehow. Go. Done. I already have the opening opening cinematic movie of it. Mm -hmm. Lights up. You're in this room. There's a bunch of government officials and there's a bunch of monitors. Mm -hmm. And then they say, wait, pause that playback. They look at it. Zoom in. Enhance. Holy God, it's Jason Bourne. Have they done that before Boom. in the movies? It's in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies, but they are, there's such a specific formula to that. It's hysterical. Did you finally see the newest one? 
uh, that piece of fucking garbage movie? I did, and I remember nothing about it. Oh, it was so bad. It, it it's just because the first three movies are so good. Yeah, they're so good. I love those movies. But come on, that would actually make a really fun game. That like, would, like finding ways to kind of blend in, or that'd be awesome. Be yep. super super cool. I I concur. I concur with everything you just agree with me on, Chad. Good interrogative, random subscriber. You yeah. did it. You did it. <laughs> that's well, it that's... for this week's episode of, what is this thing called? Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Join us next week sometime-ish for another one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>